Welcome everybody back to the Wrestling Wars Podcast. I forget the name of the fucking show every single week. Hopefully, we will not be undone by the forces of poor technology like we were. This is actually kind of the second time around that we've recorded this show. And I've had my honorable guest. He writes for WrestleRumors.net. He has his own website where he reviews things. He's seen 13,473 matches. He's the man of 14,000 matches. KB. What's up, man? Hopefully we don't get screwed over again. Uh, what's up, my match count? Yeah, yeah, every time. Well, I know you've been working hard, so... Yeah. Um, what, you got something coming out or just com- just came out, right? Uh, this coming Friday. This coming uh, the Friday. History of WrestleMania. The History I of WrestleMania. decided I could... I decided I had time to watch 31 WrestleManias in about six weeks. This was a very dumb idea. Um, I am sick of WrestleMania, which I never thought I would say, but, uh... Yeah, hopefully this week. I'm most of the way done with it, and it comes out Friday afternoon. So speaking on that, what um, which one did you end up giving a giving the best grade? Which WrestleMania? Uh, seventeen, of course. Oh Jesus, you uh, one of those people. Okay, I mean, uh, uh, it's you know, it's not that bad. Yeah. <laughs> on another high note that uh, I know you're a fan of, twenty six. I just finished that one last night. That was pretty good. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, twenty four is good. Twenty five is not as bad as I remembered. It's still bad. Yeah. But uh, not as bad as... If they had swapped uh, swapped the main event for whatever that Orton Triple H thing was... Or if they would have just let the fucking tri- Triple H yeah. Orton thing be what it should have been. Well, the, hey, the other, I sexually assaulted your wife. Let's fucking settle this with a straight up, no, uh, you know, disqualifications fucking count wrestling match. Yeah. That makes sense. And <laughs> I sexually assaulted your wife and then you broke into my house and beat me up. Let's settle it with a regular wrestling match. Well, so, and the thing is, that's the second time that night that they screwed up something like that. Earlier that night, they had Matt against Jeff. Yeah. Well, oh, yeah. And, fucking Matt killed his dog! Killed his fucking dog! And Jeff fuck is doing that. Like the, If you fuck with my dog, ain't no wrestling match settling this! Wrestling is over, motherfucker! And Jeff is, like, doing these high spots with ladders and, like, leg drops and... Punch him in the face repeatedly. He, he killed your dog, man. Oh, that's crazy. Um, someone who has a very sweet little dog that I've seen on a documentary is Seth Rollins. He's going to be spending a lot of time with that dog because he, he fucking blew his knee the fuck out uh, last week. Um, the funny, well, funny, kind of funny in a depressing, sad kind of way, this is actually kind of a, I think, a positive for Seth Rollins. Because <laughs> he wasn't, I mean, the WWE and the authority and the whole thing was booking him right into the fucking ground. I mean, of yeah. course, they're talking about he's going to change over and he's going to, um, you know, turn face and go against Triple H at WrestleMania. But by that point, it's been so matter. so worn out. Yeah, nobody even gives a shit. Um, so... I think it's possibly a positive. I think when he comes back, he'll definitely be a babyface. Oh, yeah. Not even if in character, but just by the pure fact that, you know, people are going to be happy to see him back because there's a general um, legitimate respect for his ability uh, that's out there. So, I don't know. I think if, if everything goes right when he comes back, it'll be it'll end up being a positive in the long run. I would really like to see the WWE um, emphasize, you know, the authority kind of moving on from him a little bit more clearly. Like, oh, well... You know, we picked him, and um, he we thought he was going to be the man, but he couldn't handle it, and blah, 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 kind of something like that. So he has some sort of vengeance to get when he comes back. 
Speaking of which, you know, he was talking... I mean, that, that's furthermore how you could do this angle with Roman Reigns. Is that you could say, hey, man, you know, we sometimes you mess up. You pick the wrong guy. You should have been our, our blue chip first round draft pick. You should have been the guy, you know, da-da-da-da. Kind of like they did the other night. Um, on the last time we attempted to record this show, we spoke about how turning Roman Reigns' face would be the best thing for everyone involved, Reigns and for the WWE, because he would almost be an immediate top, the, the top heel in the business um, with the authority backing him. On Monday, I'm really hoping that we were just getting thrown off the scent with the way that segment went down between Triple H and Roman Reigns. What do you think, man? That was the vibe I got from it, too. Um... I'm thinking what they might do is have Reigns uh, go through some really tough matches and then get in what whoever he fights in the final, which is almost guaranteed to be Ambrose or Owens at this point, probably Ambrose for the sake of better continuity yeah. storytelling, um, and just not be able to finish him off and then kind of do similar to what Bret Hart did at Mania 13 where he can't beat him and then he turns to the dark side with, like, I don't know, a chair or something. And just whatever, you could pick whatever you want there. And uh, just that's the heel turn, and then he and Triple H embrace after the match. Yeah, or a chair that's provided by Triple H or yeah. something like, like that. Austin at 17. Yeah, 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 yeah. But, but like, actually effective, because the crowd wants to fucking boo Roman Reigns. Right. Um, yeah, I would love it. I mean, I agree with you. I think it definitely needs to be Dean Ambrose, because... Dean Ambrose, you can heat him up real fast, man. Like, oh, people yeah. want to cheer for him anyway. He has a really kind of gritty, kind of underdog feeling towards him, about him anyways. So, you throw him in that spot, uh, you know, get him get him be the victim of being screwed over. I don't think they can, they can close WrestleMania with that program, but I do think that it could easily be a WWE title main event level yeah. match if... They turn Reigns heel, get him heated up, and then have Ambrose fighting from underneath, trying to chase him down and finally get his revenge. Uh, he's already very over. The crowd is already very, um, you know, naturally attracted to him. Let that shit happen. I think that yeah. could that'd be the best case scenario we could hope for. Yeah, I think if you have that as second and like in the rumored Cena Undertaker showdown at Mania, that's yeah, being the the show closer. Yeah, because you've got to. It, it's a great match. It's not big enough to close Mania. Um, if you had Rollins to add to make it that fabled triple threat, that would work. But yeah. not. But with with just the two of them, it's good. It's not that good. Well, right now, I mean, a lot could happen yeah. between now and then. True. They but might maybe. be able to build both guys up to make it a plausible show to close the close the night. Yeah. But then you have to consider. I mean, and like I said, there's a lot could happen. Who knows? But I genuinely, I just cannot see, you know, a show closing with, with Dean Ambrose holding the belt over his oh, head and fireworks that. going off. I mean... I can't either. I can't. Uh, not WrestleMania. I just can't right now. And like I said, things could change. I mean, he could... They could get him to a point where that's believable and not such a bad thing. So, we'll see. Speaking of things that... uh, Well, now we're going to take a little bit of a detour into... Uh, Rant Mania 2009, or wait, it's 2015, isn't it? Yes. yes. 2015. Rant Mania 2015. Sometimes, I kind of want to title this show, Oh My God, People Actually Get Fucking Paid to Do This. Because, how you can have someone who gets the reaction and is looked at the way that Roman Reigns is looked at, 
and then you put him against of all people of all fucking people next week fucking Cesaro I what are they thinking about here how how can they possibly think this is going to help Roman Reigns at all my guess would be they want him to be pushed to the limit uh, which Cesaro can do but the problem is the people are just going to be it's going to be similar on a smaller level to what happened with Brian Daniel Bryan exactly yeah, yeah they, that's the what fa- they're thinking they want Roman Reigns to have you know some some great 20 minute you know clinic and I'm sure that those two will put on a great 20 minute clinic oh yeah um, but it ain't going to fucking help get him over with the people that don't like him no the bottom line is he's it's going to be the WWE's chosen golden boy going over this guy who's uh, you know, had the, has the indie reputation as a great wrestler and, and a big time reputation as a great wrestler, who's going to be losing to the WWE's Golden Boy, no matter how fucking good, high quality the match is. Yeah, and again, it, it is nice to see Cesaro getting somewhere because I mean, the guy speaks roughly what eight four eight hundred and forty two languages, yeah, something like that. Uh, and you would think that would be worth something. Um. I mean, they're over in Europe right now. You would think he could, like, promote stuff, and it would be a good idea to have him as a big deal, but he's going to lose to Reigns, of course, and that's because that's what Cesaro does. And with on Reigns' end, though, people are going to want to see Cesaro, yeah. who is the current, um, I guess, uh, what would you call it? Grassroots... Uh, fan supported guy. Yeah, he's that guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's yeah. in the the yeah, Brian slot, good. the Owen slot. Yeah. yeah, I think everybody knows exactly what you're referring to. We'll come up with a term for it to yeah to to be you know what we what we call it from now on. But yes, he's he's that guy right now. Yeah, and who <laughs> and they simply cannot stop putting Roman Reigns against whoever that guy is at the time. I don't fucking understand it. <laughs> I don't either. That they've done it over and over again. And Reigns still isn't getting the rub they want, but this is WWE where you have to do the same thing for four years. Hey, you know what though? And this is it. just this is just me, um, me fantasy booking, or actually not fantasy, but saying what, what could could happen would actually make a lick of fucking sense. The last time I did this was when I went off on who should be in the Survivor Series match with Undertaker and Kane, and we fucking saw how that ended up going, which will be the next topic in Rant Mania 2008. Um, but what they could do here, think about this. What if Cesaro fucking beats him? Out of fucking nowhere, upset, Cesaro gets over more, and then... Somebody ends up, you know, oh, somebody backstage got hurt. Um, maybe fucking Dean Ambrose at the show. Because, okay, say Cesaro beats him, big upset, holy shit, Roman Reigns is in the ring with the boo-boo face, right? Yeah. You go through the rest of the tournament, you end up with a finals of Ambrose versus, say, Del Rio. Something like that. Whatever, you know, best best heel you got left on the left side against Ambrose on the right side. We're coming up the night of the tournament. You know, Ambrose is going through his matches. Del Rio's going through his matches, etc., etc. Or, you know, say you have a face on on this side. Maybe Cesaro makes it all the way to that final on the night of Survivor Series. You're getting the lead up to the match. You're about an hour away. Okay, cool. Oh, holy shit. Breaking news from the back. Get a camera running back there. You know, shaky camera. And Ambrose is laid out on the floor. 
he's hurt. Oh shit, we need to fucking get a replacement. Oh look, Roman Reigns is right here. The authority picks Roman Reigns to come out there. And he's still trying to play it off like, you know, I didn't, you know, they're just putting me in the spot. I'm not the chosen guy. I didn't accept their offer, da 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 And then you go into your match, and it looks like, holy shit, this is our going to be pull this off. He already beat Reigns once. Authority slides the chair in. Roman Reigns picks up the chair, whacks him. He wins. He wins the belt. It's obvious they set up Ambrose and ambushed him. That's why Reigns is in the match. Great fucking heel turn. You're able to put Cesaro over as well with a great um, shock victory. I could go with that. I mean, I'm just it, saying. It, whatever way gets to Reigns being the heel corporate champion, which, again, if you put him out there with that smirk of a smile that he can do so well, yes. and those yes. blue eyes, and even throw some sunglasses on him just because that's the like stupidest looking thing you can do. Sunglasses indoors, yep. And just have him say, I told you I was going to be the chosen one. Yeah. Now no, deal with it. It's so easy. It's so easy. It's, they know it, I know it, and you know it. Mm. Get over it. It's so fucking easy. To, oh, my God. That's what makes it so frustrating. It's so easy. It's so obvious. Like, uh, <laughs> who cares? And I mean, it works because you're talking long-term investment here. Long-term investment. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, you already got him going to the children's hospitals. He's already Mr. Susan G. Komen for the cure. He's already doing all this shit. If you give him a great heel run on top for about a year and let him get his seasoning and let him get the respect and then give the fans a babyface turn that they want, you're, you got it. You got the next decade of that guy being able to do that and carry your company. Like. Right. It just sucks that they're, it seems like it's so short-sighted, and no, we're just going to shove this down. God, I can't believe I'm using this fucking phrase. No, we're just going to shove this down everyone's throat, and it's going to be what it's going to be. It just could be so much more effective if they did this in a logical way. See, that line you said there about seasoning, that is such a forgotten concept anymore. Yeah. I mean, if you look back, going back again to Mania 13 with Austin, after that, he was ready to be world champion, like, the next month. But they let him go for the next year doing other stuff, and they to the point where the fans were dying to see him finally win the title. You yeah. could have gone with him there, but instead he loses the War to the Heart Foundation, then he has the mini-feud with the nation, then he wins the Rumble again, and yeah, it's the most obvious win in the world, but it turns him into the big, into the brightest star that there's ever been. Yeah, think about, <laughs> think about if Steve Austin came along today. He probably wouldn't get a job. <laughs> they would have heard. They would have heard uh, w- the next night after King of the Ring. Those awesome three sixteen signs that have been like, okay, next week we're turning to babyface. You're not going to curse anymore. You're going to fucking smile for the cameras. You're going to come out here in a in a pink fight breast cancer shirt, uh, and fucking it'll be great. Yeah. And you're going to beat everyone clean with giving them very little offense and fucking be on a rocket ship to the top because obviously this is what they want. And it would have fucking ruined everything. The idea of the slow turn of any kind is almost destroyed anymore, which, I mean, I don't know how much influence Triple H has, but you would think he'd be able to convince somebody, hey, maybe we should slow this down a bit. Well, that's kind of... uh, That's... I mean, I, I think that wedge is actually starting to get a little bit stronger between the McMahon and Dunn crew and the Triple H crew. Um... 
And yeah, what you just said, uh, and I heard, and I, I've been talking about it for fucking years. That it's, it drives me crazy. But I also heard it the other day on um the ML, one of the MLW uh, wrestling podcasts. Um, those it's the ones I mainly listen to, and uh, they were talking about because they have a they have a show called a uh, Writers Room, um, where it's guys who used to write for the WWE, Ed Ferrara, uh, the, which he's infamous for many reasons. Um, yeah. Ed Ferrara, uh, Court Bauer, and Alex Greenfield. They used to be, you know, Alex Greenfield used to be the head writer of SmackDown. Uh, Court Bauer used to write for them as well, um, and they all talked about. And the reason I'm prefacing this is because I'm saying this this comes from a source of people who know what the fuck they're talking about, and they tend to agree with what me and K&B are talking about, so it's pretty neat. But what they were talking about was just the utter lack of nuance of anything that the WWE books right now. Vince McMahon, for whatever reason, just wants to come out and just beat people over the head with stuff. Oh, yes. And there's no nuance, there's no... Um, there's no nuance, there's no subtle storytelling, there's no build. It's just, let me just slam you over the head with this until you like it. Um, and it, it really it really cuts cuts the legs out of uh, from underneath a lot of people. And if you don't get it, you know the commentator's going to be right there explaining every single thing to you. Because over the fans and become... over and over. Let, let's forget that there's a guy in the ring right now with his arm wrapped around another guy's neck, choking the air out of him. Actually, this is a fucking time where they're rest-holding, and we're going to talk about other shit to make it clear that they're rest-holding. We don't care about what's happening in the ring, so why the fuck should you? You fucking shouldn't. Another thing that they talked about on them, that's a huge pet peeve of mine right now, is the WWE is giving you no fucking reason to invest in anything on there. Nothing pays off. Pushes stop and start more than ever now. Mm-hmm. Like, what... What fucking reason would any logical person have to believe that that you know this time is going to be the time where they completely cash in on Cesaro? This time is going to be the time where they completely cash in on Dolph Ziggler. What? After all of the times that they fucking have not that they've pulled back on those guys, why would anybody think? Oh yeah, this is going to be it. Everybody knows it's not. It's the same situation right now for years now with Barrett who. They were seemingly building up Barrett and Cesaro, or Barrett and uh, Sheamus as this new big power brawling team. Then they have the Lucha Dragons beat them, and then, oh, never mind, the Lucha Dragons aren't even teaming right now because Callisto's in the tournament. We're going with the Usos instead. Then the Usos now are going to get, they won the match via DQ, but they get laid out by the Wyatt family, who already got laid out by Undertaker and Kane. Who is supposed to come out looking strong here? Yeah. Them. Undertaker and Kane, I guess. And what are you supposed to invest in? If nobody's if nobody's strong, if nobody's like, hey, we should pay attention to this, what sort of investment can you have? Oh, don't worry, we're getting to Undertaker and Kane here in a fucking just a minute. Um, in fact, I might push the rest of the stuff to the back since we're in a since we're on a good fucking negative roll right now. Did Undertaker and Kane really come out and beat up the whole fucking Wyatt family? Did that happen? Four against two? Yeah, yeah, it did. This is our young, new, fucking scary heel group that we're pushing, but these two old dudes who I love and respect to fucking death, I mean, they're fucking awesome, but oh, sweet Jesus, they came out there and fucking squashed them, killed everybody, killed now, the whole Wyatt family. Again, and a little, another little subtle thing to it, um, did you happen to see Hell in a Cell? Yes. Uh, what did Kane do at that show? He, I think I turned the channel, he fucking got beat by Seth Rollins, right? And uh, who? What did Undertaker do with that show? Got beat by Brock Lesnar. 
So you got Just two saying. guys. You got two guys coming off losses, fighting a cult led by a guy who is coming off a loss, and this is supposed to be one of the big featured matches. Uh, you, you might want not like, anymore because they came out there and killed all four of them. So what the fuck would two of them do against? What well, sense does I, that make? The the only good sign is Strowman got thrown over the table, but seemed to be still looking strong, even though they already had him lose to Reigns a couple weeks ago via countout. Uh, and Strowman's lost a lot of his heat in the last couple weeks, though they did have him squash Fandango, which that's how you get back at, get anybody over again. Well, at least they have some squash matches. At least I mean, yeah. Uh, but um, I, I, Undertaker and Kane are going to be fine. I just I don't believe for a second they're going to have them lose, which would no. completely defeat the purpose. No. Uh, I mean, you got to figure it's going to be Bray and Strowman because uh, what other combination is there that you would go with? Um, if now, if by some miracle Strowman and or whatever combination of the Wyatts win, this is all forgiven. I don't believe for a second that's going to happen. No, and I, and honestly, just because they're building it around the Undertaker, uh, twenty five years and this that and the other, I don't necessarily think that should happen. Um, but well, I mean, yeah, Under, Undertaker's in the same place that Triple H is in right now. He he can come back. He doesn't need to ever win another match as long as he lives. Yeah, and he's going to be able to because he reached the point of a legend, an untouchable legend, years ago. There's no need to ever have him win another match, yet for some reason, that's what they seem to want to do. I mean, if they were going to use this in the scenario that I laid out um, the last time we attempted to record the show, which I'm not going to go through again because I'm not going to—I don't want to re-deliver that as as awesomely as I did. That and the hopes of it actually happening have already been dashed. But okay, say if they would have ended up using this match to one. Set up an angle between Taker and Sting for fucking WrestleMania, mm-hmm. where Sting is one of Undertaker's surprise partners. Now, ladies and gentlemen, this is before we were told the terrible, terrible news that it was going to be two on two. This is before anybody really knew what was going on. So we assumed because it's fucking Survivor Series and multi-man elimination matches, or how Survivor Series is supposed to fucking work. We assumed stupidly that it was going to be of course logically four of the Wyatt family against Undertaker Kane and two surprise partners so we guessed you know maybe Sting and then at the end of the match Sting and Undertaker have a stare down and we finally get that match that everybody's been clamoring for for so long and then for their fourth tag team partner which is going to be my next fucking rant where I'm going to ask you a question and challenge you to logically answer it for me um their fourth partner on a one-time appearance could have been fucking the demon Finn Balor. And he could have come out and it would have been fucking amazing and then it would have been okay if the Kane and Undertaker team won because at least you get to start the the major angle with Sting and Undertaker so nobody's going to fucking remember that the Wyatts were even involved or that they lost or what. And then you get to have the main roster debut for Finn Balor. He goes back to NXT. Everybody sees him on Survivor Series in a team next to Sting, Undertaker, Kane, three legends. He has an awesome entrance. He looks cool as shit. Hey, I want to see more of that guy. Let me watch NXT. But no, let's fucking have a tag match where Kane and Undertaker can kill two Wyatt family members because they need to rub. Yeah. 
I mean, and it, it, let's say Sting and Balor are off the table. A couple of months ago, before Rowan got hurt, um, you might remember them using a move called The Way. Which, uh, well, uh, most people refer to it as the 3D. Did they? Yeah, for like two matches and then Rowan got hurt. Wow. Um, you think that might present a story? With a certain legend. Well, I guess, but back. but if they were gonna, no, I'm, even, I'm I'm glad they didn't go that way because that would have been undue heat on because the the disappointment would be palpable. You know what I'm saying? If, it if been, they were gonna do a four man thing, like it it was gonna need to be Sting and Vin Balor or something like that. Like it would be if the Daily Boys would have come out, everybody would have been like, "What the fuck?" Like it would have been uh, well, upset. Yeah, would you rather have a lame? match with the Dudleys where they can be eliminated early, or would you rather have what we're getting? Uh, uh, honestly, and I get your point, I would honestly rather get what we're getting, because okay. because at least I know. At least I know now. You know what I mean? Like, okay, the disappointment's over, like, I understand, like I, I get what's going on, we've already, you know what I'm saying? I would hate to, to okay. wait yeah. and get all the way to the show thinking this might fucking happen, and then we... You oh, know, I, the I music hits and it's the Dudleys. I wouldn't want it to be a surprise part. Just set it up on Raw or whatever. But yeah, as, uh, as, that could work. As a surprise, yeah, it would be awful. But just, I mean, like, set it up on Raw. I mean, if nothing else, it gives you Harper and Rowan against the Dudleys, which could be a good just let's beat the tar out of each other match for a little yeah. while. Um, I mean, and just have them like go and be like, I don't know, a four way countout or whatever. Just get those guys out there quickly because this whole thing should be about Strowman and Wyatt because Harper and Rowan are just really big foot soldiers. Is This whole thing is a, a boondoggle. Um, which leads me to my next question, please. I I challenge you to answer this logically for me. Uh, okay, this might go badly, but go ahead. Why? Now, I've heard on the other shows people are like saying this guy should be full-on debuted big star, like let's get it rocking and rolling, like He's ready. Let's go. Now I'm not gonna go. I'm not going that far. But I will ask, why, why does the WWE refuse, fucking refuse, to use Finn Balor in fucking one-off appearances that both can show the, that can get a buzz going for him on the mainstream audience and also put over NXT as like this is the cool place to be. Look at this badass motherfucker who's the champion for them. Why? Uh, Fucking why do they refuse to do that? My short version answer is my go-to answer, because the WWE creative team has the attention span of drunken squirrels. Now, with the actual version, my guess would be, um, because they don't want to... I don't know why you wouldn't want to go with a just like a quick, like you said, a one-off appearance, though I would caution you that the last time they tried something like that was... um, Charlotte earlier this year when she got beat by Natalia Natalia in a two-minute match, which meant absolutely nothing, so let's do it because it's not going to matter. Well, I mean, obviously this is, we're we're assuming, you know, actually do it right. Uh, Yeah, uh, which, that's where you kind of lose That's a big big leap, I understand, but... um, because probably they want to have some big moment where they debut him probably the night after Mania. But you can still have it! Yeah, you can, and the, the, and it's going to be bigger because people know who he is. How big? Yeah. Okay, the reason Chris Jericho, 
That's the greatest debut in fucking history. The reason is because people fucking knew who that was. The reason some of our biggest debuts have been huge fucking Kevin Nash and Scott Hall in WCW is because people knew who that fucking was. You know who I am, but you don't know why I'm here. So you have Finn Balor show up here and there in kind of a kind of a mystical kind of you know we don't know why he showed up, but he did and he looks cool as shit and he kicked the shit out of people. Let's watch NXT. Let's see him. Okay, so he does that a couple times. So there's some awareness of him, and then you start with the fucking the weird stuff. You know, you start with little vignettes that are kind of cryptic. You have the lights go down sometimes. You do little segments that fucking show off he might be showing up, and then you get to that night, night after WrestleMania. The crowd's ready. They're fucking pumped, and then there you go. The lights go down, and he's fucking here for good now. Yeah. The worst part of this. How much of it do you think might have something to do with Dunn and Vince looking at it and say, we can't do anything this cool, we're not going to debut him just yet? Uh, well, if you fucking buy into what a lot of the scuttlebutt online is... Pretty... I buy into it to a degree. Uh, I don't know how much full-on I do. Well, I think I buy into it just because it's not doesn't necessarily need to be like a nefarious thing. It's just like a... a uh... An out of touch kind of, kind of. Um. Yeah. Well, the, see, the thing with Dunn is when you hear the same thing from so many people for so many years, you gotta think there's something to it. Yeah, I mean, I have never heard anybody say anything positive about him. Ever, I don't think. I just think it's just a their way of doing things has become terribly outdated. Oh, it has, and they. I think it's still, you know, they think it's still all right, and they they want to stick with what they want to do and what they know, and that's why we're not it's getting why, not getting blatantly obvious fucking. I mean, you know, everybody talks up. They want to talk up the Monday Night Wars like they're so fucking great, and but you don't want to do. You have the tools to replicate some of the things that made it so fucking great. People jumping ship was one of those things. Yeah. Um, so. If you're trying to heat up, try to heat up NXT a little bit, get some more attention on it. So then, when people quote unquote jump from NXT to to WWE, you get a little bit of the replication of some of the things that were, you know, some of the hottest times in wrestling history. Um, but they just this, it's like they just don't care. They don't they don't realize that stuff. I mean, if you notice today, people will freak out if Raw opens with an opening bell instead of a promo. We've reached the point now where if a wrestling show starts with wrestling, it's exciting. Yeah. I'm one that, of those people. I get very excited. Yeah, I know. And <laughs> yeah. I do, too, because it, it's different. Yeah. You don't have to sit there, and you got a, a hot match to start instead of, you know, let's sit here and recap everything that's happened and set up the night's events, which will be thoroughly wrapped up by the end of the show. There's no... The, when is the last time you saw something where it was like, uh, what's just happened? We better tune in next week to find out. Yeah. And how many times is it, what could they possibly have in store next week in a completely different story, which we're just going to start and stop next week? You never get that anymore. I don't remember the last time the show ended on a cliffhanger. Even even a hill hanger. It doesn't even have to be a cliff, just something. Give me some reason to come back next week. It's always wrapped up nice and tight, of course, right at the end of the show, because there has never been a match in WWE history that goes longer than, like, right at the end of the time offered. 
Or ends during a commercial, yeah. Yeah, which always... In the history of WWE, there has never been one pairing that goes for, like, an hour and a half and nobody can get a win. I've always loved that. I I, I mean, I know, obviously, you can't do it for time restraint reasons. Yeah. But that's never happened, ever. Everybody always wraps it up in, like... 25 minutes max. Right when the, yeah. Well, I mean, there's never even an allusion to the fact that it might happen. You know, no. they don't ever say, oh, we'll keep, you know, we'll keep the tapes rolling or whatever. Just, yeah. yeah my, on a quick tangent, my favorite uh, line like that ever was Tony Schiavone saying, if anything happens during the break, we'll show it to you, and then they show nothing. So apparently they sat around and played Canasta during the break. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, nothing consequence. Uh, yeah. Well, okay. Let's let's move on to let's try to have a little bit of yin to the yang at the beginning of the show because we started this off on an extremely negative note, but it's kind of tough not to because the whole situation is extremely frustrating. After we were all very excited about the tournament, it's already turned into this. Well, I don't even know if I see. That's the bad thing is at this point in my wrestling fandom career, um, I I always just start off with caution. This could be awesome. Yeah. This could be awesome. This could be awesome. This could be awesome. They're probably gonna fuck it up. Um, Let's wait and see how they how they manage to botch this one. Yeah, they which, will botch which it. to their credit, they have done a much fucking more thorough job of fucking this up than I could have ever even predicted. So there's that. Um, however, one thing I was very interested in was the sudden sudden random and long overdue appearance of Callisto. As I mean, that was for one. I loved how it was formatted. I love how everything, how everything got built up. Um, how they gave him a little promo. You know, he did the ultimate underdog, like you know, size of the fight and the dog, not the do- size of the dog in the fight. Fucking promo. Um, great match. Ryback works awesome with smaller, like real small guys. Yeah. Who can bump around for him? Um, great match. The, the Del Sol off the top fucking rope was like, holy shit, like that was, I thought that was amazing, and I thought it told the story really well of, you know, he kind of needed to come up with something miraculous and huge to make it believable that he made it over that guy, and so he gets the promo, he gets the cool promo to start, he gets a great match, he gets a holy shit memorable uh, victory, um, I thought, this has been overdue, they want a Latin star, yeah. He has a fucking cool-ass mask that looks like a little, like, sea dragon thing. Little kids are gonna fucking buy it. This has been overdue. Yeah, and, and there, I mean, at the, until Friday, your big star from, your big Hispanic star was Del Rio, which, uh, uh, there's a rant in there later, but, um. <sighs> yeah, I don't know what the fuck is happening there. A quick version of it. Is he ever going to mention putting John Cena out? Yeah, I mean, that's just one facet of the many fucking ways that this has just gone all wrong. This is like, if a, if a jet, if a plane was flying and it lost its fucking wing. Like, it didn't just crash, but it was yeah. 30,000 feet to the fucking ground in no time because... Oh, yeah. The character doesn't make sense. They're chopping the American flag in half. It makes me fucking cringe every time I see it. Zeb Coulter is awesome, but, like, this is weird. Um, yeah, Coulter's great. He's got nothing to work with. Here. Nothing this to work the... with. Fucking 
Del Rio, they haven't mentioned one fucking bit. Hey, I put John Cena out. If you're going to book the match as fucking stupid as it was, at least use it. I put John Cena out with one fucking move. All of you couldn't do nothing with him. But I did one kick and I beat him. So fuck you. Nope, we're just not going to talk about it. It says all you need to know that JBL got a line in about that. Like, for six months, people have been trying to take the title off Cena, and Del Rio just did it. And that's the last you heard of it. Has Cena even been mentioned since that show? By anybody? I mean, he's the top star you guys have had since Austin and Rock left. You might want to mention him. Um, but between that, the whole Mex-America thing, which is one of the most overdone stories that there is, because everybody, every, almost every Hispanic star ever that is their big go-to thing, and, oh, and he's renamed the title the Mex-American title. I guess. Because that'll make it, which... Yeah, half the time it is, half the time it isn't. Yeah. At least go the Lance Storm route and put a sticker over the thing. Which, uh... It, it, uh that is the one part of the show that I... that just, I, I don't care. I sit there just waiting for it to be over. Well, it's not like anybody gives a shit about when Dio, Del Rio's on fucking TV anyways. No. So let's also saddle him with a fucking ridiculously stupid fucking character. See, I thought we were turning this around. We're supposed to be in the positive part of the show, and now somehow yeah. we've gone back to the to the to the the, the angry side of the fence. Um, okay, Callisto. Callisto. He's awesome. God damn it! Yeah, that was awesome. I hope this leads. It would be awesome if he beat Del Rio on Monday. I. Very fucking sincerely doubt it. I, yeah, I can't. I just can't see it. I can't even now, imagine that after... Now, the thing is, though, it's pretty clear that Del Rio is not going to go to the final. I think we can safely assume that. Now... Well, yeah, because he'd have to beat... Yeah, exactly. Super he's, Reigns. He's probably um, done after this match. Now, however, let's say you have Callisto go in there and do everything he can, and then somehow Del Rio has to cheat and hopefully not use that overly complicated finisher he uses now. That is... See? We can't stop. We just can't stop. But I can't I can't let it go. That might be the dumbest finisher I've ever seen in my fucking life. Like, Ramus through the 619 was bad enough because people... That's what I was thinking. It was obvious cooperation a lot of the time. Oh, yeah. But holy shit. How... Just... Holy shit! How much cooperation is fucking required for this move? It, th- there's a very simple counter to that. Don't do a sit-up in the corner! That Ugh. is your counter to that move. Don't go in the corner! Don't go up the rope! Yeah. Don't fucking... Jesus! I mean, what was wrong with the fucking, uh... on-your-knees super kick? Uh, That's super uh, easy. Kick him about, in the back of the leg to get him on one knee, jump in front of him, super kick. Yeah, I mean... Concussions are, like, the big thing that everybody's afraid of these days. Aside from, like... You fucking use that! Aside from, like, ten other people using the super kick, I don't see a problem with it. It's It beat John Cena? It beat John Cena. you goddamn right. That, that, that's, the name of the, that's the name of the move. It beat John Cena. Yeah, that's what it should be called. After, what was it, the week after fucking uh, Dolph Ziggler was like, Wiley Kai did everything but drop a fucking anvil on John Cena and couldn't beat him? This kick is so powerful that it put down John Cena clean. Yeah. Why is it not using it as his finisher now? <laughs> I don't see why. Has the arm breaker just been banned? Has he used that once since he's been back? Uh, I mean, it won him, what, like three, four world titles? But now it's not good enough? Not good enough. Um, uh, 
but anyway, um, okay. But anyway, uh, Kalisto's fucking awesome. Yeah. <laughs> well, um. That's the one good thing we can come to on this. Yeah, that Kalisto's kind of breaking through. You know what would be neat is a, is a U.S. title, um, a U.S. title feud between those two, between well, that's where Kalisto I was going to, and Del Rio, and, and if, if he can, if he can some, if he just loses like either really close or through like nefarious means of some sort, I mean, imagine that a heel cheating to win instead of winning clean all the time. You set up that for a title program because Del Rio isn't going to have anything to do after the tournament. After so, he gets beat by Roman Reigns in the tournament. Yeah, yeah um, throw him, throw him I out would there. like to Why see not? you know, and then when you do the feud. Put the fucking belt on Kalisto, and have him, you know, mirror the John Cena Open Challenge. This yeah, is, you know, I'm a fucking. I don't know if they're gonna play off of him being an immigrant, or if they're gonna go ahead and say he was born in Chicago. But, or you know, that's that's the guy who you could use for your fucking America and Mexico fucking coming together thing. You could use that as a babyface character. I'm yeah. of Mexican descent. I was born in Chicago. Fucking, you know, America's always been really good to me, and I've rised up and done all this and that and the other, and I'll defend this United States belt against all comers. And then you have him put on badass matches with whoever wants to answer his challenge. Yeah. What the fuck? <laughs> Push the guy, sell some merchandise, sell those masks. He can put on great matches with a lot of people. Yeah, I mean, do you really need to worry about the Lucha Dragons at this point? I mean, no, they're a fine tag team, and I would love to see a program with them and. But you can do both. It's not like yeah. they can't have a tag team program with the New Day, as as well as Kalisto doing his thing. It's not. Yeah, I, it's it, 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 again, they have one idea right now, and that's the idea that they're running with, and that is Roman Reigns. Their heel version of it is currently Del Rio, who I guess is the top heel in the promotion right now. Oh dear, which is why they almost have to turn Reigns. How dare you disrespect Kevin Owens like that? Well. I mean, it's not really disrespect, because, hey, you know what we should do? We should have a guy come out and, and get over by being awesome on the mic and doing this and that, and then after he gets slightly over, we're going to never let him be on the mic ever again. Um, yeah. Also, that whole chin locks, I miss that chin lock spot that he would do. <laughs> that was yeah. that thing is amazing. <laughs> he's, still, he's still shining, despite, you know, not having much to do and being kind of underbooked. He's still... Yeah. Still fun to watch every week. My favorite part of it, uh, he did something similar to it on SmackDown uh, when he was fighting Ambrose. They traded headlocks to start, and Ambrose shouts, "My headlocks better than yours!" Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I remember that. They were going That's, back and forth. It's I love I love little things like that where he turns even a stupid move that a million people can do into something. It's not. I mean, it's not like brilliant comedy or anything or brilliant anything, but he's doing something. He's not just sitting there. Speaking of doing something, we need to do something. Now, this is it. I said it before, and we fucked it up. This is it. God damn it, we're going to the positive half of the show. Okay. Which just so happens to coincide with what what it usually coincides with. <gasps> NXT! I wish I could put, like, a like a, like the angelic fucking harp, like, when I say that. I'm going to try. I'm going to see if I can do that in the post-production. Well, if I can get that sound effect and put it over the top of... That would be better, because you just sounded like Cartman. Me talking about NXT. NXT. Um, they had, what, at least at least three programs that were clearly set up um, this weekend. Probably a fourth, now the, the tag team titles changed hands. Yeah. Um, which, oh my god, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Everybody out there, I'm sorry. Just very quickly, very quickly. Just a little bit of negativity, very quickly. 
I promise. We can't, we can't help it. Promise. Him. If the VOD villains were gonna have such a limp dick fucking tag team title reign, right? They but they defend it once, maybe twice. I think so. They were barely on the show. If that's what was gonna happen, and you didn't bring Enzo and Cass up to the main roster, why the fuck didn't they win the belts at Brooklyn? You got me. Go back and watch the NXT that was on TV um, or on the network the the Wednesday after Takeover Brooklyn, where Enzo and Cass open up the show. I shit you not, it could possibly be the loudest fucking pop you will ever hear. Like it was pandemonium in that place when they came out. I I got putting over the Vod villains at the time because they're over and okay, cool. But then they did nothing with the belts. They already dropped them to another team that's going to do nothing with them. Why? Why wouldn't you have put the belt on on Kaz and en- Kaz and Enzo at the at who that you show? Can at least get some, you can at least get some shenanigans out of. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it, it seems like right now uh, Dash and Dawson are really just there until we can get them on Gable and Jordan, which will be amazing. Yeah, that's going to be. Uh, just can you picture eventually when Gable and Jordan are probably hot shotted to the main roster to deal with New Day? <laughs> yeah. Oh man! Well, not just the segments, but the matches. I mean, they oh, would yeah. have great matches with yeah. those guys. Again, I know everybody talks about the Kurt Angle vibe, but it's really there where he can go in the ring. Yeah, that's, oh, yeah. That's what people oh, yeah. forget. Um, he's gr- he's awesome in there. Um, so with the way the program is building, I, do you think it's going to be? Uh... Ah, that's hard. We'll have to see. Do you think for for takeover uh, takeover UK it's going to be um, Gable and Jordan against Dash? And, uh, no, I think they'll probably do the uh, the Ascension match there unless that's already been announced. No, it's gonna uh, that's happening next week, I think. Okay, I knew I know Ascension accepted. I didn't remember if they had given a date for it or not. Um, uh, the women's title match is happening next week too. Did you know that? You yeah, know I did know that. Yeah, um, pretty fucking neato mosquito. I'm excited for that. Was again, that's the thing. They don't sit around and make you wait for six weeks while they do these stupid builds. They just they're like, here, title match set up. Let's have a match. Yeah. Um, and they again, they also built it a week in advance. Well, a couple weeks in advance. Yeah. yeah. I mean, she called I her mean, out the night after Takeover Respect. So. I mean, amazingly enough, if you book a Shield reunion, you don't do the match two hours later. And not even mention it. No. <laughs> and just expect, oh, well, don't worry, people will talk about it on social media. <laughs> oh, Lord. That, that was, the, the new, there was a news article a couple weeks, right after that, that said, well, we expected social media to advertise it for us as the ratings continue to plummet. Anyways. Yeah. Um, we can't but stop. Yeah, the, the women's title match should be good. I mean, I, I obviously it's going to depend on what Bliss can find. It seems to be Nia Jax uh, as backup because I don't see Bliss being able to to really hang with Bailey. Who? Quick question for you: as as an avid follower of NXT as you and I both are, right now, who is more over, Finn Balor or Bailey? Oh, it's been Bailey. Well, okay. shit. Uh, it's 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 really fucking close. Yeah. I can say as somebody who went to uh, the Brooklyn show, um, and I was actually kind of surprised by this because like I knew that he was over and, and well liked, but man, there was a shit ton of kids and adults and like people all over with fucking the Finn Balor paint and the Finn Balor yeah. like they sell the little arm band, the little arm sleeve things that he wears, yeah. and there was a 
shitload of people with that stuff. Oh, yeah. At the same time, anybody who wasn't wearing Balor, anybody who wasn't wearing Balor or Kevin Owens stuff was absolutely all of them had the I'm a hugger shirts. So, which is one of the best shirts they've ever, that they've done. In oh hell yeah! So it's it's right there. Both are yeah. are super duper over. Yeah. Um, which which is amazing when you really think about it. It really is. I mean, the last time you had a main roster woman that popular was what Lita, I guess, and she wasn't even she wasn't. There was a firm line between her yeah. and everybody else. Yeah, there is no firm line between anything down there. Um, no. And sometimes I do have to. I really sit back and I say out loud, like, "This is for a fucking woman's match." Like, and I don't mean that. I don't mean that in a negative way. It's just shocking. It's just like, yeah. <laughs> You I just mean, have to I, sit back and pinch yourself sometimes, well, you know? Yeah, and and it, I, I've said it before, these matches aren't divas matches. No. They're matches that happen to involve women. They are treated... I wish you wouldn't have brought this up, because now you're trying to tempt me to come back to the dark side and ask the question, why the fuck did the fucking heel number one contender for the fucking divas title lose a fucking... Lose, for one, and then lose by a face cheating? What the fuck was that? That was, uh, we don't know what we're doing here, and we're going to assume that... That's where that's the big line that sums up the whole thing. They assume we're not going to remember this stuff. They, <sighs> they just do. I mean, and it... Anyways. It, yeah, um, before I go on a big rant involving other promotions treating their fans like idiots. Cruz and Baron Corbin. That fucking... Program looks like it's going to be awesome. Yeah, yeah that was good stuff. As, as we finally got a fucking little bit of aggression out of Apollo Cruz, that was an awesome segment. Awesome yeah. that he came out there and jumped on him. The promo afterwards was real good. Um, yep. Added some character depth to fucking Apollo Cruz. Everything about that is good, and I think that's going to be a good fucking match too. Yeah, and again, it's NXT in a nutshell. We have a problem with this character. He doesn't have much much reason to connect to him or depth. We're going to fix that. We're not just going to sit here and go, oh, well, this is his problem. We have nothing to fix it with. We're just going to watch him fall apart. No, they actually go in and address it and fix it. And now he's got a good program set up. Yeah, that's going to be... I'm, I'm really excited for that. I'm really People happy to develop fix these problems. guys. Um, speaking and, of things that NXT does much better than fucking WWE does, the... Uh, the development and nuance between the, the the booking of Samoa Joe's character was mm-hmm. was excellent. As you know, people who were looking for it because it kind of started to become an obvious option, but they still didn't go the lazy route with it. They still had a nuanced and uh, sort of subtle build to his heel turn. You right. know, when he slapped Finn Balor on the chest when they were doing their little tag their 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 uh, promo before the tag team tournament. Um, and kind of stared at him for a little bit longer than he should, and, you know, stuff like that. There was little hints coming up that, like, he, something might be he, happening. Then he held up the title one night when they were getting ready for another one of their matches yep. in the tournament. And then he pulls it off. Yeah, I thought that was a really good promo the other night. Like, excellent, you know, I, I'm i here. Uh, the second I walked in here is, you know, I should have been getting a title shot, so a lot of people felt. I mean, yeah, everything about this build and this what's coming up is, is pretty awesome. Because he used something similar to that with the uh, when he was feuding with Corbin, where Corbin said, "I only had to make one phone call." Yeah, they called me. Yeah, exactly. Yep. It's, it's the same idea. If they called him, he should be getting. If they think this much of him, yeah, he should be. Uh, he should be granted a title shot. And I did like that they brought up that yeah, Balor agreed to it, so Balor was willing 
to give Joe a shot, but then Joe says, you didn't do enough for me. That yeah. is as heelish of a line as you can get in yeah. this situation. Yeah. Because it's not, it's just, everything should be handed to me. Now, I don't need, because look at what I've done before in a company that we can't actually mention by name, which is always amusing to me. Yeah. They'll, mention, they'll mention Ring of Honor, but TNA is off limits. Yeah, that's funny. Um, but it's... That's a really cool way of doing it. They, I, mean, I don't think Joe's going to win, obviously, but they've made this to where I want to see these two fight. And that's the whole idea of wrestling. You build up a feud so that you want to see two, two guys fight. Well, not just the fact that you want to see them fight, but the fact that you just got a pretty good fucking idea this is going to be a pretty badass match. Like, yeah. This is going to be a good fucking oh, match. Yeah. yeah, Joe is way past his prime where he was... The, the most awesome thing in the world, but he could still, I think for a one-night thing, he could go back to that level, especially with someone like Balor, who yeah. the people are going to just eat him up with a spoon no matter what he does, just from the pure, just from the aura around him. Yeah, that's going to be a damn fine match. That uh, takeover, the UK takeover is shaping up to be, to yeah. have a shot to be one of the best. Like, oh, yeah. Between the how good the feuds are going to be, and between I'm expecting big, big things from that crowd. How crazy oh, yes. that crowd's going to be. I mean, that's oh, it's a show I'm anticipating big time. And, and we're still also, uh, away. as you might have heard, they're airing that live on the network. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It'll be live on the network, so it'll be on early over here. Three o'clock. Yep. It's all good. It's going to be great. Can't wait. Yeah. But, yeah, it, it's... There's... NXT continues to be the one of the lone bright spots in wrestling right now. Uh, they're not having a three-month-long tournament. They're not having a tournament in general. No, they did, they just had a tournament, and it actually worked well. Yeah. Which, I mean, okay, to be fair, the WWE title tournament is not the worst in the world by any stretch. Um, for one thing, it's going to be over and done with in two weeks. The whole thing, start to finish, is less than two weeks. That's not bad considering how I mean right now TNA is going into week 7 of their title tournament <laughs> and they're they're still in the preliminaries how about the fact that and I brought this up the last time we tried to record this and I was proven right quite quickly um you know how everybody was assuming oh we're going to get an eight man tournament on at survivor series mm-hmm. and this is going to be awesome and da, da, da. I was like yo when was the last time they did a, an eight man one night tournament fucking yeah 2002, 98? Like, no, they're not. And, of course, it is going to end up being a one-night four-man tournament. Which is which, which maybe, I like. Better. Maybe. That hasn't even actually been confirmed yet. Who knows what's going to happen. But yeah, Well, I mean, they've got the quarterfinals set for Raw, unless they do the semis at SmackDown. That's what I'm saying. I mean, yeah, which, but which would be quite surprising, but I'm just, yeah. I'm just saying it's not. <laughs> when it comes to WWE, you got to wait till you actually see it. Yeah, to make assumptions of what's going to actually happen. Um, it um, the the, the four man tournament would work best at Survivor Series because that way I can one of the biggest things that drives me crazy and it's proven to not work is when you have one show dedicated to one idea like that is the yeah. like it's the only story you've got all night because the problem is if you don't like that idea there's no point in you watching the show. Well, see, you bring up what's a, what a fundamental issue with the WWE these days. Is it's funny because you say that, but shouldn't a one night tournament where anybody gets a chance to fight their way to the world title shouldn't that be enough? Yeah, but it's 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 not. I mean, you're right, but you know the 
the fundamentals well, of professional wrestling. Well, the you have is, if that's your storyline, your one night storyline, that should be enough for people to be captivated. Yeah. But it's just it not. should be. But the problem with a one night tournament is the same that it's been forever. Um, for one thing. There's going to come a point, and it came when they released the brackets for this one, that you can pretty much guarantee the final yeah. the second they revealed it, which makes a lot of the matches a big waste of time. Unless they're really, really good, which a lot of these haven't been. Like, did anyone really need to watch Del Rio versus Stardust? Well, a decent little match. Really? I thought it was awful. Did you? I mean, I... Well, I mean, for one thing, Del Rio sends his arm into the post before the break... That's the end of the work on that shoulder. Um, then the Del Rio's finisher brings any match down for me. That's true. That is, no that matter is, what. It's tough to swallow. Uh, yeah. But I mean, at the end of the... It's Stardust. He's not going to win anything. Not but, against Del Rio. He's not. No. I can, <laughs> can definitely take that one on for size. Yeah. Uh, I mean, uh, uh, Wade Keller was on Austin's podcast on Thursday, and he said, I don't want to spoil anything for... Thursday, but come on, Del Rio is not losing to Stardust. Yeah, that's true. That's yeah. not really a spoiler. Um, it's... I don't know. It, it becomes a problem where, like, why do I need to sit and watch these meaningless first-round matches when you know these guys aren't going anywhere? Uh, it, it's just... Unless the match is awesome, which yeah. most of the time it's not... Uh, I mean, they can be good, but I like the fact that they're breaking it up and putting it on uh, multiple TV shows, including SmackDown, which was the best. Which was Smackdown. quite surprising. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and also, quick, uh, quick shout out to Barrett and Neville had a really good match. Yeah, they did. Which it's a good sign that Neville can do stuff other than just he can he can hang in there in a long match and not run out of stuff to do. Yeah. So and the Red Arrow just continues to be cool. I still don't know exactly what he does. I have watch that thing in slow motion, I still can't figure out how he does that. Yeah, it was a, it was a pretty, pretty damn good episode. Yeah. Um, so you got, before we before we roll out of here, you got anything, uh, give us some, uh, you got some recommendations on tap? Yes, sir. Um, again, one we did uh, last time. Uh, speaking of cards over in England, we're going to go back to 1997 for a show, uh, one of the very rare uh European pay-per-views, which was really just a glorified house show, but in this case, good stuff actually happened. Uh, we have, um, it's the show, it, the show is called One Night Only. Um, you have a main event of the British Bulldog defending the European title against uh, Shawn Michaels, uh, a nearly half-hour match between Undertaker and Bret Hart. Those alone should sell you on the show. Yeah. Uh, you have an opener of triple of a uh, dude love against Triple H, which is a pairing you don't usually get uh, there. You get Foley and Triple H of some iteration, yeah. but I don't remember dude love ever fighting Triple H that much. Yeah, I don't. I don't. And none, nothing comes to mind immediately. So right, um, and it's a show where stuff actually happens, and you get good wrestling. So what more do you really want? It's true. That's true. Something something we shouldn't take for granted, especially in this day and yeah. age. <laughs> you got 97 Brett against 97 Undertaker. Do I really need to give you anything else? Yeah, really? Uh, exactly. Um, okay, good stuff. Good stuff, man. Thank you. Thank you for being with us again. Uh, sure. Had to do a redo, but at the same time, it sucks that we had to redo it, but at the same time, yeah. it was nice to uh, have a little more clarity on what was actually going to be going on. Yeah, because... And uh, one last thing, the reason that we assumed it was an eight-man tournament was the WWE.com announcement where they said the tournament will be at Survivor Series. 
Yeah. That's why we assumed it. But, you know, they count on you to... Oh, they're not going to remember that, so we could just yeah, do, we'll true. just do whatever we want afterwards. Um, yeah, good stuff, man. Thanks for being with us. Uh, thank all of you out there for being with us. Uh, hopefully this works and I can actually post this this time. Um, and we will be back very soon. Keep this thing going. The updates on the shows. Thanks again for listening.